Hi everyone, my name is Justin Odisho and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today I'm excited to have a very interesting guest on the podcast. His name is Craig Adams. He's a self-proclaimed minimalist and filmmaker living in New York City. You can find him on YouTube under his channel's Wedding Film School and his personal Craig Adams channel. Today we dive into how he's making a full-time living creating content and publishing it to places like YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and his strategy on building a deep and engaged audience. There's a ton of gems in this one for you guys to pick up, and I think you're really going to enjoy this one. So let's just jump right into it. Hey, Craig, welcome to the show. Yes, yes, yes. I, I love that you're doing a podcast. You know, we, we were talking about podcasts. I started, I think, I think I've started two before, like over the years, and everyone's making one right now, but it totally makes sense. Are you having fun doing it? Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. And my favorite part is it's kind of selfish. It's just meeting people that I wanted to reach out to anyway and just talking with them yeah. and asking them questions that I wanted to ask them anyway. Yeah, because if you were in New York City, we would meet up obviously and chat, but you can do this with anyone, chat for an hour and then share it for everyone else. You know, mm -hmm. it's good stuff. So why not? I dig yeah. it. And and uh, I feel like there's something about the podcast format that is just, you don't want to cut it off midway because it just feels wrong to cut off a stop listening to your conversation you just want to hear what everyone has to say you know mm -hmm. yeah there is something to be said with like a continued shot like we're, we're so used to as filmmakers like chopping up and editing even the vlogs like the actuality the real stuff like it's real but we edit it so much but there's something so raw and like you're in the room with us i dig it yeah so that is so i've found your channel probably about a year ago, like I was telling you, and you're one of my, I'm not just saying this because I'm talking to you, you're one of my favorite channels to look forward to new content from because I feel like you don't, you're not afraid to be super authentic or super personal. And like you said, we all cut things in filmmaking and, and portray a certain look, but I love the fact that on your channel, you might post an unboxing of Cheez-Its or something like you did, like you did before. <laughs> he goes straight to the Cheez-Its <laughs> unboxing. Let's talk of about course. I thought I thought you were going to hit me with the minimal videos, but he goes straight to the, the kill shot. Let's the talk about unboxing. something important here. Cheez-Its. <laughs> they did not sponsor me, but I've been trying real hard to get that cheez it sponsored. But as, as soon as I do, there's going to be tenfold Cheez-It <laughs> video content. No, because, I mean, on my channel, I would my audience, I feel like would crucify me if I did that. Do you get that response? Or <laughs> There were a couple people who really didn't get it. And those are like the old school wedding filmmakers that lingered or came from the other channel. Um, but I think most people on my channel who actually consume and, and, and watch as soon as I post, they get it. I'm weird. Yeah. I'm stupid. Yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever I want now. So you mentioned they came from the other channel. So you have a whole another channel uh, called Wedding Film School that you started and I guess it's kind of like your baby for a long time. Can you talk about where that started, if that was first or if this was first and, and where your priorities are? Yeah, I, I don't know how many people have multiple channels on YouTube. Um, I do know that a lot of people have older channels that they kind of get rid of sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, but Wedding Film School is the original. It's it's where I learned how to YouTube. I just kept making videos. I remember no one was watching 
but I was just trying to teach people what I knew. I'd get excited about this camera or this new way to shoot a first look like weddings. I'm, I'm like, how many people could honestly be searching for wedding content? But we are up to almost, I think, 80,000 subs, mm-hmm. somewhere near that. Um, I didn't think there were that many wedding filmmakers in the world. And yeah, that's that's my full-time job. I'm making the most money through wedding film school. It just makes sense for sponsors. It makes sense. People know what they're subscribing to. Um, but it's, it's kind of pigeonholed, you know, the, I know exactly who the audience is. They, 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 they want the BTS, they want the reviews, they want the serious content. Um, so the Craig Adams, the second channel, it's the weird one. Yeah. <laughs> it's my <laughs> vlog channel. It's where I experiment a bit more. Um, yeah. Having two channels is fun though. I like it now. So did you start, you started the wedding film school way before you started the Craig Adams personal channel? Yeah, it's, I'd say three years ago is when I started wedding film school. Um, and then the personal Craig Adams channel, I really started vlogging a year ago. So, so three years, one year. And I think together a hundred. Yeah. I think you're, you're over, I think you're a little bit over a hundred, a little, a little shadow of you. No, no. I want, I want, I want, I want those Justin numbers. <laughs> I want that Justin content. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about You numbers. tell me. <laughs> we'll talk about it's all about numbers. engagement, right? What's that? It's all about engagement. Yeah. How many the, how many views you can get within the first forty eight hours? How many how many how many clicks you can get on that call to action when you finally mobilize your your subs? Well, you I know, think that, that you're doing something really, really well though. When you talk about num- talking about numbers and data. You are like a super scientist when it comes to data. And I really like that about your channel is that you are all about links and refining and optimizing. Absolutely. I wasn't always. I had no idea what I was doing when I started out, but I'd say the last six months I've gotten serious with stats, optimization, cleaning up the the clutter. You've been doing this? What what have you been up to? You've been been cleaning up and organizing a little bit? Well, I... So me and you, I think, are similar in a lot of ways. I wouldn't say I'm a full... We'll get into the minimalist thing, too. I <laughs> oh, <wouldn't>, boy. <laughs> I knew it. There's so much to unfold. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a, I'm a full-blown minimalist, but for, for a long time, I've always been kind of into what I wear, I guess you can say. I didn't... I always wanted to make sure my... my wardrobe was and when I say that sounds so stupid when I say wardrobe but like (laughs) that I don't have any t-shirts that I don't wear that I I have like one or two t-shirts that are the best t-shirts that I only wear those I literally only how many black t-shirts you got huh how many you got in cycle I have two nothing better than a black t-shirt I have two black t-shirts and all I wear in my videos is one black t-shirt because (laughs) I realize that I can't keep switching I need like a uniform for my videos at least (laughs) and and that's and I always have that kind of um, always looking through all my stuff, refining it, optimizing it, getting rid of what doesn't work and then trying new things and then like keep going like that. Where did that habit start for you? Yeah. Um, I don't think I would even have known the word minimalist, uh, until probably a year ago, slowly started just getting rid of things and it's kind of a trend right now. Um, you know, yeah. th- you'll always have people who don't fully understand it, but uh, I just do it because it makes me feel good and uh, allows me to focus on what's important. You know, it's not just about not owning a small amount of things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just figuring out what is important and uh, what actually brings me happiness and just getting rid of everything else. 
Um, yeah, so, so it, it does come down to stuff in your apartment, but it also comes down to <laughs> like, uh, e- emails that, that send you newsletters, yeah. uh, just unsubscribing from those, like just not having, uh, a snapchat account if you're not going to use it like it mm-hmm. it goes down to everything for me um just eliminating the crap you know it's re- it's really more of a mindset you'd say oh yeah frees up yes. your mind yeah how organized is your computer do you have like hard drives like very organized or do well, you kind of just have do wait wait do you have files on your desktop right yes now? if you saw my desktop right now you would not enjoy it because oh, no see but see the way my workflow is um i make a mess and then i clean it up and then i make a mess and i clean it up but it goes in phases uh do you mm-hmm. do it do you are you like super on top of it or is it every other couple day thing on and off yeah i'm similar but probably just way more intense you know everyone yeah. has their method and that's the thing like there's just not one size fits all for minimalists so it's yeah. really funny to post a video that kind of gets picked up by the algorithm on youtube because you get crazy amounts of views but also crazy amounts of views from random people who have no context to you and your channel and are you so talking i'll about have people just like hating on me yeah I'm, I'm talking about my minimalist tour video. the minimalist apartment i think apartment tours Want something about there's a whole niche of of apartment tours. Oh yeah, you you get a good thumbnail, boom, people click. People and I it. mean that's not to discredit, like you're you bring that whole. I mean you've you've done wedding films for a long time, and you can see that cinematic quality in your vlogs, as silly as some of them are. Like even if it's a silly video, there's still like a really well done quality underneath it, which I think is why I enjoy your channel. I'm sure a lot of other people enjoy your channel. You you know, though, there's a lot to it. How many times have you shot an entire video and then thrown it away and redid it? Like, I can't I tell you the number scraps. of times that I've shot the entire thing and I just think, you know, it's just not good enough. My expectation is higher. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think everyone who shoots a video for YouTube knows a way that they could make it better. Mm-hmm. But it like everything, it's just the amount of time you're gonna put in before you actually push uh, push publish. Um, yeah. So I think you just, that you just gotta have high, higher expectations, I guess, for yourself. Yeah, I have a weird balance with myself too. There's because I try to be very, very. Uh, I try to put out a lot of content, and I know at the same time I try to do it as best as I could. And there's sometimes where I'll record like three videos in one day. And then I think I have three videos to post, but then as I let it sit, I'm like, ah, that third one, I don't really like it. I'm going to rework it somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We change. I, I think life moves in waves, and, and I don't know. Do you think you're you're moving towards doing less daily, every other day kind of stuff and focusing more on, like, quality over quantity? Or how, how, how do you feel at the moment, I guess? I think for my channel in particular, I am, I, I am very thoughtful about everything like three steps ahead and I know that I'm very conscious conscious about the type of content that I'm posting I'm not just obliviously posting it and I know Mm -hmm. that um I'm doing things like this proactively like this podcast and dabbling and vlogging and doing other things because I know that certain specific type of video editing software tutorial help is not is like you said a little bit pigeonholed just as you might have felt that wedding film school is a little bit pigeonholed and that I'm trying to have a more solid and sustainable foundation than like kind of just 
hacking the SEO over and over and over, you know? Yeah. If it's not fun for you, it's not going to yeah. be fun for your yeah. subs. Yeah. But like you said, it's some people just post every day for the algorithm mm -hmm. just because YouTube helps in different ways. But I don't know. I'm, See, I'm focusing more on if I, if I could post a bomb ass video every month, one, a, one yeah. a month, I, I think I would do that. If I knew that I got like, uh, like 50% conversion from subs to views within 24 hours, that's, that's what I would focus for. And, and that's something I wanted to point out about your channel. Like kind of as a, a learning point, I guess throughout these few podcasts that I've done so far, I've kind of tried to consider my audience and give them some tips as if they were trying to grow something. And the thing that you do super well that I think everyone could implement no matter what their strategy is, is you really go for depth rather than width. And you can see it because whereas like a thousand views on my channel might be quite, kind of flaky and I have to go for more, a thousand views on your channel is a lot more engaged. Maybe you see a lot more comments from it. So those people are, are going to your Instagram and your Twitter and buying things and taking your recommendation. Is that mm -hmm. a, a really conscious strategy that you do with that? Yeah, uh, a lot of it does come down to figuring out a way to actually tell if it's working, you know, uh, having having little goals. Like I talk about the first 24 hours after a publish a lot because that's kind of how I gauge a lot of YouTube. But like you said, uh, conversion to dollars made. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm tracking every campaign. I know I, I place a tag with every link I make to where I'm posting it and I'm, I'm looking at all this stuff every single day. So, uh, not only am I looking at like the engagement, the conversion, how many of my subs are actually watching because they saw the, the clickbait thumbnail, <laughs> <laughs> uh, versus how much money did I make with that specific video? Like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm able to tell that. And I think that's important for what I'm doing at least. Yeah. So you had a video on your channel that definitely inspired me in a, in a way, and you're very transparent about all of this on your channel. So if, I think if people go check it out, you actually break down numbers at the time that you're getting and all the, and all your strategies, which is very useful to other creators. And on your video about, I forgot what it was titled, but it was about how you earn money with affiliate links and how you do yeah. your linking strategy. And I mean, I had already been doing affiliate for years and years and years, but you made you kind of uh, made me understand what the point of Kit was. And uh, I think I messaged you too, and I said, I get Kit now after that video, you know? Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to see you on. Yeah, uh, and I mean, I was, I was on it too already, but I just didn't understand it and I didn't use it. And then after you, after you showed you know, how you were approaching it, I understood why someone would use it. Uh, and and mm -hmm. you, so would you say the majority of how you make your living as a content creator is through links and affiliate almost? Yeah, so I would say, hmm, I do have some pretty good um, individual sponsorship deals that are popping yeah. as of the last couple of months, but mainly Amazon. And uh, I'd say two thirds of uh, the money made through my links are because of Kit. Um, the rest are just individual genius link, 
uh, links within mm-hmm. the descriptions of YouTube videos. You know, that's that's killer. Um, I, I'm a I'm a filmmaker, so video is my strong point. If you're a blogger, you make blogs. If you're a photographer, you do Instagram, etc. Um, so I think the descriptions of my videos kill for conversion. Yeah. But I was actually talking to a couple of wedding filmmakers the other day. It's it's weird because I've done some coaching calls with people like you who have YouTube channels, uh, gear based, whatever, and trying to convert and do more affiliate. And it's strange because wedding filmmakers are so different than others. Uh, just breaking down and looking at the things that they're buying, like a wedding filmmaker will buy like a three thousand dollar camera, a two thousand dollar lens, etc. Mm-hmm. Like once, twice, three, maybe four times, like a year. So much more money being made versus the little individual vloggers who are trying to monetize with affiliate on their kit. It's like a $20 Joby. Uh, it, it's, it's a, it's a $30 battery. It's, it's these little cheap things, like even the yeah. cameras that they're using. Um, so in that sense, I think I'm fortunate in, in crushing the niche of wedding filmmaking, but there's still a lot of be- money to be made. I know, I know building PCs are hot right now. Um, you know, the Marquezes of the world, everyone who's copying him right now are probably, making good money if if they're focusing on computers i know phone cases and and stuff like that aren't aren't as good for numbers but computers cameras lenses there's a lot of money to be made on amazon right now i feel it i love it yeah um and that's it's very true that you said that you really are kind of crushing this niche because you probably have one of the top wedding film related channels up and so you're you're conscious of that um not stereotype but habits of a wedding filmmaker versus a vlogger Mm -hmm. and that's true in my own experience as well i think it'd be true for a lot of people that perhaps amazon affiliate you won't get the same exact results as craig because you're killing it i'm and as i'm sure you're killing it more than channels with five times your size in affiliate still because of how, how much you optimize which i think is a good lesson to take away and but for myself um, I was able to improve my Amazon affiliate revenue a tiny bit, but where where I where my affiliate revenues come in is more all the different software that I use. And so I think everyone there's an oh, affiliate okay. program for everyone out there, you know? And mm-hmm. and big on Adobe. Yeah, like there's Adobe, there's a Telestream, there's um there's a, like a few different ones and I realized it snapped in my head that oh, maybe my channel's not best for Amazon affiliating, maybe it's better for software and it is. And I see that in the numbers. And so maybe someone out there who does a cooking channel, there's like a special cooking website that'll be good for them rather than Amazon, you know? Yeah. 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 And, and I'm just trying to reiterate the fact that like wedding filmmaking is diff is different and mm-hmm. it's, it's tough, but I, there, like I said, there is money to be made on yeah. Amazon. Um, but I, I do break it down by month. Um, very happy. I'm in a place. I'm very fortunate. I've worked hard yeah. to get to this, but just being able to make whatever I want, like, oh, it's so freeing. I'm sure you feel the same way, but yeah, I was discussing this with, uh, some friends that sure, perhaps some other occupation will make you $150,000 a year or whatever it is. But how much is that freedom worth to you that you can wake up whenever you want and 
kind of schedule your day however you want. And it's do key. It. It's number one. It's the yeah. top of the list no matter what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Freedom of mobility and being able to do whatever I want and, and just be my own boss. Like that's that's it. <laughs> if yeah. I could just get by on that, I'd be happy. But now I'm helping others and and making more money than I ever thought I could. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy. I think it's uh, it's inspirational. If someone actually checks out your channel and sees how, like the exact numbers in front of them, it's eye-opening to see. Because I think uh, relatively to what people think, they would see your channels and say, okay, you know, this this is, it's not, I'm not saying you have a small channel because 80,000 subscribers is a lot, but most people probably think you need a million subscribers to start making money. Mm -hmm. And I would say that you probably are making more money than many channels with a million subscribers in some regards, yeah. you know? <laughs> I, I had no idea when I was 10, 20, 30,000 subscribers, like how to make money with YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people talk about how hard it is to make an income with ad uh, AdSense with Google. That's insane. You make no money with that. I make a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. That's nothing. Well, it's it's money. It's like I I yeah. hate when I post that and people get mad at me. They're like, Yeah, I'd love it that. But compared it's to the livable. possibility of third party and getting creative with how to monetize. Um Okay, so I'll break it down. I'll give you numbers. Like six thousand a month with Amazon for everything. Um B and H is 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 about a thousand a month. Um, just music sites. So suggesting, uh, music sites for people to get licensed their songs. That's probably about 2000 a month. Um, web services for people to host their wedding films and deliver them to clients. It's about a thousand a month. Um, and then just like other little things, it's, it, it, it all makes sense. It's, it's all just solutions to my subscribers problems. And, um, like I said, I'm, I'm moving more into the world of one-on-one -on -one sponsorships, you know, with the easy stuff uh, with Squarespace, et cetera. Um, but I'll tell you, the it all it all starts with the the gear giveaways. All the people, all the little weird channels that are people that want to give you the gear to review. I'm, I'm sure you get hundreds of those emails, right? Yeah, I, like I the mean, weird, the weird gimbals and things. <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking about, like the Chinese, like... Oh, it's terrible. New much product on market, and then they send like yes. a bunch of Amazon links. But I think I think That's that the you being so transparent with those numbers right there is... Um, it should be right there. That should be pretty eye-opening pretty eye and inspirational for a lot of people out there um, wondering if this is possible or trying to make this work. And number one takeaway is watch how Craig is really optimizing and being authentic. And that's, I think your channel is a testament truly to depth first width. Thank you. That's very nice. I'm, I'm very proud of the fact that it just comes second nature to me, but I, I want to be authentic. I don't want to hide anything. I'm never going to pay for likes. I'm never going to uh, do that do those shenanigans and and i've had this i've had these chats with other youtuber friends like is it really selling out is it like does it really matter like am i being stupid by not doing the the david dobrik the jake paul the the those people kinds of tactics uh who knows whatever yeah. um <laughs> i mean as long as you're happy right and but uh yeah 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 so let's talk about wedding film school i mean you made a video saying that you're leaving wedding film school <laughs> oh snap is that uh 
let's get into the hard hitting topics here. Okay. So, uh, yes. But, but here earlier you said wedding films cool is how you make your living and, or the way you worded it was that that's, I mean, it's still very much a thing. So what, where, where are you at with wedding film school? Is it dead? Is it alive? What's the future of it? Yeah, Wedding Film School is dead. I'm leaving Wedding Film School was the catchy clickbait title uh, ah, to get people to pay attention to a phase change. <laughs> oh, yeah, clickbaited them all. Um, I, I described it as I was just growing weary. I didn't feel like I was controlling the content as far as weddings. Uh, I wasn't having fun anymore. Um, the hardest thing about weddings is that you book them a year, two years in advance, and so much changes. Uh, so by the time you get to the wedding that you booked in the past, you don't want to shoot what you promised. You want to do something. It's just we. It's a weird long-term commitment thing. So I stopped taking bookings. Um, I've got my last wedding t- uh, in two days, so I got to leave tomorrow morning for that. But uh, it just my heart wasn't in it, and I thought, how could I do wedding film school if I'm not shooting weddings? Uh, so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on the other channel for a little bit. People got mad. People upset. People kind of understood. Whatever. Um, and I've kind of sat down, took a month or two, replanned things and realized the value in the community that I've built. So rather than just being a YouTuber alone in my room, posting videos on the YouTube channel. Like me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like all of us. I'd rather be uh, harnessing the amazing filmmakers around me, the community of of beginners uh, and experienced people to help each other within the uh, Facebook group, um, do more uh, community-based videos where I, you know, I, I do like public uh, workshops and, and different stuff like that. But um, there's a lot to be done with wedding film school, even though I'm not shooting weddings. And I realize that. So that's, that's the rebirth. Uh, that's the new wedding film school. Thank you for clarifying. I got I got totally baited, <laughs> but um, <laughs> got him, <laughs> got him. So uh, that brings me into an interesting point that I wrote down. You have this really cool thing where you do an internship program for other YouTubers. Explain that a little bit. How did that come about? Yeah, it's wonderful. I have this little friend group of like startup people here in New York City, and we do these whiteboarding sessions, random. We get a bunch of food, a bunch of beer, like probably 10 of us sit down in a living room with a whiteboard, and we just all focus on one person, their endeavors, their future, their possibilities, and people did one for me in wedding film school, and we came up with so many ideas, and this this internship, this residency was the, the result of that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to Residency. call it. It's a weird thing. Uh, it, it's like an in-person. Well, well, what we decided is them coming from like a startup tech uh, background, they wanted an incubator for wedding filmmakers. And I loved the idea. You know, I, I extended it to just anyone on YouTube, but there's so much to be said with like bringing a group together and then just incubating uh, their development, you know, picking out the people who are going to be huge within five to 10, you know, seeing the possibility and just helping them um, just. So if you have a huge pool of people willing to learn, um, you, you add a pay gate, people, people willing to pay or, or commit some kind of value to uh, the program, 
you know, you pick the best of those people and you, and you bring them in person and you create content with them uh, because those are the people who are going to have their own channels. They're, they're the people who are going to become this inner circle, the PayPal mafia, if you do. Um, so I love that idea. Living in person is an interesting idea because that's like uh, a, a facet of tech startup incubators. But what I would love to have in the future is just a space, maybe like an Airbnb or, or something. Or just pay for people to be in New York City. And every other day we uh, we just meet at a co-work space or something and, and hash out ideas. We shoot videos. Um uh, I, there's so much possibility. I'm, I'm, it's just beginning. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, a, so. What turning it? What did you think? <laughs> it's kind of like turning it into an actual school, right? Or kind of. You yes. Know? Yes. Absolutely. Uh, like a mobile. Because everyone's school. doing their little their little team tens. They're doing say, their. It's. I was gonna tweet yeah. out the other day that like teams seem like the future, and there's such a power in them, you know. And there's no absolutely. team for like video editors or filmmakers, you know. There needs to mm-hmm. be, some like where they all join in a house and then eventually you do stuff and then Disney buys you for half a billion dollars. <laughs> That's the Absolutely. end goal, right? Except that because uh, just, just being in New York, uh, there's, there's a wonderful group of YouTubers here that I hang out with and seeing the value in having them as friends and hanging out just to do YouTube stuff and non YouTube stuff. It's immense. So I hope you have a good group. Um, over over where you are like what's so so yeah i live in uh i live in michigan in, the, in like the detroit area and i've been slowly reaching out and the thing is i don't feel like it's the same as the scene in new york where like i follow all you guys and there's a ton of awesome creators out there um i'm more building slowly as i built my own channel on my own here alone in my room i'm able to reach out to people like yourself and other people and slowly start working with them and building a community around me. Perhaps not like right around me where I could go grab lunch with them, but I'm working on it, you know? There, there's there's an amazing thing that happens when you're in person with people. Um, it doesn't have to just be YouTubers and filmmakers. Like I'm, I'm more and more I'm seeing the similarities between people with Twitter followings, Instagram followings, it's me- medium bloggers, like it's all the same thing. And honestly, it's amazing when you see like a medium blogger, a, a writer, start a YouTube channel and then just start shooting. Like that's that's the beauty of vlogging. Anyone can do it. It's just sharing what they're up to. So it's cool. I found that with everyone I talk to as well, no matter if they're 15 or 30 we have similar traits and similar path. And like you said, me and you probably only wear black t-shirts or, or something like that. There's, there's some sort of wearing one right now. Yeah. There's some sort of similar <laughs> trait that leads us down these career paths and interests that must be intrinsic somehow. But, um, so, so have you always lived in New York city or did you move there? I've lived in the state of New York all my life. I went, I grew up in Rochester upstate, went to Buffalo for college and then as soon as I got a taste of New York for an internship in college at MTV, I fell in love with the city and wrapped up college as quickly as I could. And I've been in the city here for like five years now. So uh, I'm definitely, I've been in Brooklyn the whole time. I haven't really I lived in Manhattan yet. So I kind of, I like it out here. I can bike in peace. I can, I can, I can just walk into brunch and not have to reserve a time. <laughs> I like it. What's your daily uh, routine for Craig in New York then it seems? 
you don't have a car and you commute by bike and you're a minimalist like what do you do when you wake up yeah i've never owned a car and the first car that i own uh will be a tesla you can quote me on that I go back and forth on uh, making my own coffee and uh, going out to buy it, but I'm a I'm a coffeeholic. Love it, love that stuff. Um, yeah, I I used to have the boosted board, but I got tired of uh, being in dangerous situations and almost dying, getting hit by cars who don't understand that just because I'm going uphill doesn't mean I'm gonna slow down. So I got my bike back. I'm happy to be exercising. I uh, love Brooklyn. Lots of friends out here. Um, girlfriend is moving into the apartment. So that'll be a big change because getting rid of things and being that full blown crazy minimalist was part of me getting ready for a move and a, and a change. I was, I was ready to move to a different city, but, um, the relationship has changed things. And I feel like I, I feel at home a, a little bit more here and I'm, I'm happy to stay in this apartment. So I'm really just working here in my apartment. I've made it a really good place to shoot videos. I feel comfortable, um, I've got everything I need, uh, but I love to travel and vlog. Something more that I'm going to start doing is just booking trips to go collab with a YouTuber, and that's the reason I'm going. Uh, makes total sense. I'm excited. I can take a trip out to you. We can meet in person and shoot something cool. Yeah, that would be awesome. That's a great idea. And I, I have written down here in my little note thing, dash travel, because it seems like you travel. <laughs> it seems like you travel a lot. Like, what are some cool places that you've been to or? some important things that you think people could gain from traveling. Yeah, everyone loves it. I think that's part of why I love this lifestyle. Um, I will book trips a week. Like I booked a trip to go hike in the Adirondacks for right now, but I, I injured my foot and I booked that like a day after getting back from Toronto three days ago. So I'm very spontaneous. Been to Sweden, been to Peru, been all over Canada, Alaska, uh, England, I've got a lot more coming up and it's it's something that is is a little tough because uh, my girlfriend has a nine to five at Vayner. Um, so it would be really cool if we could just go and travel together. But I've got a couple solo trips coming up sure. for sure. That's something. See, I have a I have that ahead of me right now. My buddy wants me to go to Seattle for uh, he's getting engaged and I was supposed to go with me and my other friend. So it was like a comfortable thing. And then my other mm -hmm. friend canceled it. And, I'm, and now I'm, I'm a little bit uncomfortable about traveling out there alone, which sounds stupid. But I'm usually I'm usually <laughs> always traveling with like my brother or someone. And yeah. it feels yeah. like there's more of a purpose to go. But you've, you, you've inspired me a little bit more now. <laughs> It, it is what I would say is it feels a little different traveling alone in the States because there are a ton of people that I want to meet up with in the different cities. So I'm just trying to do that as much as I can. But once you get out of the country, it's it's a different ballgame. It's surviving, especially if you don't speak the language. <laughs> I remember I spent two weeks in Peru. I had no idea what I was doing. Absolutely no idea. So it's it's a bit different if you travel to a different country by yourself. Yeah, I guess it's not so bad going to another city. How do you link up with uh, these other people and creators that you know is it just through twitter or youtube how do you find these people yeah twitter is a secret weapon love it you know people discredit twitter but it's probably my favorite social media right now um i'll do that but honestly 
uh, people check IG stories and that's just a really good way to storytell continuously and people check that to see where you are. Uh, but if I'm going to reach out to someone that I know is in a city, like, uh, I'll probably use Twitter. Yeah. I noticed in, um, I think in one of your videos, you said something about always having a pin on your Instagram about what city you're in. Yeah. That is a smart thing to do. I was just talking with, um, Matt Workman, cinematography database earlier in the podcast. So other episode for whoever's listening. And we, (laughs) we touched on a lot of the same topics about how. Twitter is, is a really unique platform because it's it's the only text only feed and it serves a really it serves a niche that Instagram hasn't been able to eat and swallow. Like for me, I think Snapchat kind of died for me as soon as stories came out because I just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that minimalist in me. I didn't want to have both of them. And there was a lot of annoying things with Snapchat, like little kids just messaging you bored or streaks and silly stuff like that. Uh, are you fully focused on Instagram now too? Yeah, I, I Snapchat has been off my phone for months now. Um, I understand it. Snapchat is really for your top ten friends, and then the super um, celebs mm-hmm. uh, get a lot out of it. But there's this weird valley in the middle where content creators like ourselves can't really use it as well as Instagram stories, which is entirely focused towards the influencers, the people who are trying to uh, put everything on blast rather than uh, it's just different. It's different. I was saying, uh, I wish Twitter made money so that I could actually invest real money into it because I love it. (laughs) I love it, but I I can't. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So he, he's Matt's, Matt's fun to engage in, in chat on uh, Twitter. He's, he's funny. He's, he's, he's using it well. Um, but it's, it's really the quickest way to get on someone's radar. So you, you just gotta give, give value. Like if I wanted to chat with Elon, you, you should always have like five people that you're trying to get on the radar, get a like or a reply from on Twitter. I, I talk with Sarah Dichi a lot mm-hmm. about this, and she loves Twitter. She's made some videos about it, but she she's very good. She will keep engaging and sharing people's content more and more. And uh, you know, it's they 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 recognize it. They start to recognize your your picture, your stuff. This person keeps talking and replying to all my stuff. She's actually like getting more people to see my stuff. Um, and I think she she just posted that she got some hearts from Ethan and Ela. So that's really cool. Papa bless. You know, she's moving moving up. <laughs> oh yes, Papa bless. Yeah, daddy up. It's time to daddy up. And uh, love it. Yeah, I, we were just talking about different podcasts that we listen to, and H three I think is a great example of they're killing the podcast. It's also a great example of how they so a channel that transitioned. You know, mm-hmm. who knows how long to Twitch? Yeah, I mean to Twitch too, but they're dominant. If you type podcast into YouTube, the whole first yeah. page is going to be H three H three, and I'm, iTunes is a different game and all that, but. Who knows how long they could have been making commentary reaction style type of videos. And it's a really, that's, I think that's where a lot of people struggle is that, that pivot when that critical pivot, when you have the attention, I feel like I'm at that point right now. I have the attention. I don't know if it's going to last forever and I need to do, (laughs) do some good foundational work here. Listen, podcasts are the OG vlog. Before anyone was like really vlogging, like podcasts, because think about it. Vlog is what you're doing, where you are, 
who you're talking to and hanging out with. Podcasts are just who you know, who you can talk to, who you can get in a room and chat with. And no matter who you are and what you're doing, there will always be people. Everything's about people. And the more successful you get, the more access you have to these people. You know, you become friends with interesting characters and celebrities that you can just have a chat with. Um, it's really fun. I, I listen to podcasts when I'm running. I use it to laugh, H3, and David Dobrik. I, I use it to learn um, with uh, Tim Ferriss, etc. cetera. Uh, I, I think podcasts are just something that will kind of be around for a while. And I, I've been listening to them for like a decade yeah. now. I think I, I've i been listening to them for a few years now. Probably um, I noticed them getting big like around a year ago especially with the the video podcast on YouTube. There's something about it. Even though you don't watch it, it's just cool to get an idea of what the room looks like and then switch over to another tab. And that's the thing about podcasts is you can, like you said, you can run and listen to them, whereas you can't really watch a YouTube video. Although I try at the gym all the time. <laughs> I shouldn't do this, but I'm on my, on my subscription feed just watching new drama alert videos. <laughs> oh, man. Killakeem star. <laughs> Are you in tune with all of, all of uh, like what do you watch on YouTube? Do you in, do you enjoy some of that YouTube drama and current events, or do you have all the niche channels like coffee roasting channels that you enjoy? <laughs> yeah, I just watch minimalist uh, <laughs> ASMR videos. Just no. cheese it reviews. I, I I I love yeah, just cheese it content. <laughs> um, I love YouTube. Uh, I go back and forth. I think it's something that you have to practice uh, as far as being uh, in the industry, consuming other people's and being inspired by the people who are succeeding and doing well, but not copying them, not just doing what you see. So it's a weird balance between watching and obsessing over your idols and seeing where you want to be, but then realizing the perspective. So I love Philip DeFranco. It's where I got my news. Yeah. H3, the gaffs, oh man, the goofs. I, I watch Felix. I think he's I think he's a I think Felix is a very interesting story. I think he's growing up a bit. I think he really effed up with uh his most recent uh Semitic stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think him being dropped by Disney was a huge uh financial blunder for him. And I think he's hurt. He should have made a diss track you know. like Jake Paul. <laughs> that ain't on yes. the news. <laughs> P Peter McKinnon out of nowhere killing yeah, it. Yes, absolutely I've amazing. Had some communication with him here and there in the emails. Mm -hmm. Casey, of course, everyone under the sun. Do you see um, that a lot? A couple other. Uh, I was gonna what? say, do you see that? Casey, no, no, no. <laughs> do you see that? A no, do you see that a lot? in your, like you said, like being inspired rather than fi like finding your style. Do you see that a lot in New York? Just like some random kid driving down the street in a boosted board vlogging himself and you're like oh oh yeah you see it it's like a real yeah. thing i saw three boosted boards today and i know that they're all influenced by casey everyone who has a boosted yeah board it's kind of crazy i feel like he almost i could almost say that he might be one of the sole biggest salesmen of the company almost yeah without a doubt um i watch some pretty weird stuff i love i love filthy frank i think he is by far the most amazing YouTuber I've ever seen. <laughs> See, I don't really watch his Ugh. like Filthy Frank stuff, but now that he's getting into just music production and he's, he's <laughs> it's funny. He's really like 
going to pursue music like he was just on you know the genius channel rap genius or whatever mm-hmm. he just talk about a pivot yeah and and now i really enjoy the uh, this authentic genuine side of him whereas filthy frank is like obviously it's meant to be like <laughs> uh, unbearably like you yeah. know unbearable some unbearable dude but that's that's a great pivot right there that's another one that i should look at mm-hmm. <laughs> I tell you, just watching him make dumb short films in his college dorm by himself, like hits me in the heart so hard. Like I remember do like wanting to do that, doing it, but I just didn't upload. <laughs> like uh, Yeah, you just got a green so screen. So amazing. And you've been doing some funny stuff with it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I wanna start um like wedding film school, engaging with the community a bit. And I think Felix does that pretty well. I think um I think he, he's been changing up a bit. I think as soon as he started watching H3, he's been doing mm-hmm. a lot more reaction stuff. But it's it's fascinating how much... You you could honestly just make the next video from the top comment in every single video, the previous video. That's a really like, interesting <laughs> idea. That's something that I've been toying around with. And people love it when you involve them. And I think David Dobrik is a great example of that like people just trying to get in that vlog is like the story of the vlog whether it's his team living in the house the girls waiting outside his apartment and then the people that he collabs like it's such a a a circle it's It's a whole universe uh of characters i don't really watch his vlogs all i know is that they're all four minutes and 20 seconds long (laughs) which i think is such a cool concept i watch every single one i have to get into it but um do you are you familiar with any live streamers like Ice Poseidon? No. The, so there's this guy and uh, he basically live streams his whole day in real life, and what? And so he was really big on Twitch, but he got banned because people kept, you know, he was on the airport and people called in and said he had a bomb and things like that, and so Twitch banned him. Oh man. Oh, man. Ultimately, got, got airport swatted. Yeah, he got swatted in the airport. It was real big. It was all over drama <laughs> late night channels. But now he's on YouTube and he pulls insane numbers like 10 to 20,000 people in the live stream at all times and just running around Los Angeles just doing stupid stuff you should check him out he does really crazy oh he has highlight videos on his YouTube channel and then he then he does the live streams but you said ice Poseidon yeah ice Poseidon and uh what I I saw a comment that really and he has he has a whole reddit that's always popping and the thing that someone said in the reddit was that they love this universe of characters that are involved in his mm-hmm. show, like his life. It's his real life, but there becomes this universe of characters that just makes it interesting, like his stupid friend or the, the stupid mailman that's always there, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's 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 crazy. Uh, and all these people are doing something different. That is, that is the thing everyone learns eventually, sometimes sooner than others, but... You got to be different. You got to go against the grain. You got to be an outlier. You got to do something completely different to have any kind of success. Well, everyone defines their own success, but I feel like if you upload a video every other day continuously, like you'll get the numbers eventually, but uh, I want I want to I want to be the top. I want to be I'm not I'm not stopping. So what are what are your goals then? Um what what is your longer term goal here with your now that you're shifting into a different phase, you're obviously you're shifting into you're getting you're growing, you're shifting into a, a newer person as you experience life. What are your 
What are your longer term goals now that you're moving away from wedding film school? Yeah, like most people, more content, more focus on that, but it, it comes down to relationships. I'm, I'm focusing on who I spend time with, who I work with, um, really, really being able to filter people is, is a big part of what I'm looking at right now. I've done the optimization. I, I think I've learned enough to, uh, set some foundation, but, uh, getting, getting long-term for short-term with people, uh, with the videos I'm creating and the channel itself, um, and what those goals look like. I don't know. Part of, part of my lifestyle is that I can pivot at any moment. It's a blessing and a curse. Like I said, being able to just grab all my stuff because I'm a minimalist and move to another city. And then I could just make ASMR uh, candy videos where I eat candy and you have to guess. <laughs> I don't know. It could but work. Like, that, that's a, it could work. It's a good thing and a bad thing because that's, that's short term. I want to work towards more long term content strategies and relationships so i think that's a really good point because you have these channels that blow up like who is the guy who did a thousand degree knife cutting through whatever <laughs> and then their channels blow <laughs> up mr gear yeah. their channels blow up all at once and then they go away all at once i'm sure you know maybe he made enough money to be good but there's something to say mm -hmm. about how quickly you can rise and how quickly you can fall yes have you ever thought about just deleting your channel and starting over again? No, but I always wish I could just delete all my old videos because they're not up to standard and I hate them. You could. You could. I've I've gone through and I've purged a bunch. See, you are a braver man than me because I know at the end of I, it's a struggle, but I know at the end of the day that like just look at channels like like Felix or PewDiePie where you can go back to his really old videos that just are old. And then now that he's at where he's at now, you have this new context to the old video where even if it was just a stupid video of nothing, it's still valuable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's an interesting yeah. way to look at it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I've thought about it though. It would be kind of fun to just start with something completely new. That's crazy though. I'm not, I'm not going to do it though. <laughs> People listening, I'm not deleting wedding film school. Don't worry. Speaking of oh, how you said Craig's you go into the comment section and the top comment is, a good starting point for you to jump off in a new video. Like I've seen you do the minimalist video and then you did the reaction to all the strangers comments in there. How, how do you cultivate your ideas? Like for me in comparison, I have this big notebook. I have this digit, like the notes app on the MacBook, and I'm always writing stuff down in the notes app. I have like a hundred things written down in there. Is it something active that you always write down notes for new ideas or how does it come about for you? I've gone 100% digital with no paper, but I tell you, I just, I write notes every so often on my phone with Apple Notes, and I just, I never go back to them. I never take the, the reminders seriously. I think every YouTuber has a list of video ideas. Um, they're good stuff. I know they would do well, uh, but I just never get to them. I'm, I'm, if my heart isn't in it, and this goes back to the short-term versus long-term, like, most of my videos, I will get the idea and then just be like, okay, I got to make this. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. But as far as coming up with ideas, I think it is fun to have a continuous stream of an idea. 
Like it is interesting to pull comments from previous videos. I think the more that you can build this universe of inside jokes and returning characters, the more subscribers get um, value versus just viewers who are finding your video via suggested video and not actually subscribing. Because I think the goal is, is subscribers because those are the people that are going to jump ship. If you ditch YouTube for Twitch, if you move to a new endeavor, if you start an actual business or something and do whatever or sell a product, um, yeah, I think I want the, those engagement style of, of subs and fans. Have you read 1,000 True Fans, that article by Kevin Kelly? Uh, uh, someone was actually telling, I, I was talking with, I met with a YouTuber a vlogger from Toronto, and he was talking about that. I haven't read it. I know of it's it. It's a short essay. But it, it makes sense. Yeah, I feel like yeah. you very much are a great example of that. It's it's basically just says like all you need is a thousand true fans, you know. So yes, and uh, you don't need a million subscribers. You need a thousand true fans, and you might need to pick up a hundred thousand subscribers to get those thousand. But like you said, it's it's all about engagement. So. Some fun questions, I think, to kind of tail end this. This uh, out of all the things that you got rid of in your minimalist purge, what are like the stupid non-minimalist things that you kept that you should have that that should be getting rid of, but you kept them? I'll tell you, the Xbox. I went back and forth. I I love gaming, but it's it's sitting on my my floor right now. I'm finally getting rid of it. Uh, I think a lot of people poked fun at me for keeping an Xbox and a big TV as a, a minimalist, but it's finally going. Um, uh, other things that I kept, I, like I got rid of all my books. I got rid of, uh, okay. So my girlfriend makes fun of this a ton. Uh, I had like this big expensive, like kit, probably like 200, $300 worth to make coffee, like pour over a scale, etc. Um, I was doing that. Then I, I, I just threw it all out Really? because I was like, I was like, I can't make good coffee. It sucks. Every time I go to an actual coffee place, like down the street, like it's so much better. So I, I threw it out, but then I bought it all back oh, like a couple weeks later <laughs> and she was making fun of me. She's like, you're an idiot. So, so catch this. I threw it out. Again. Oh my God. <laughs> like, now she really, has I don't have stuff. Yes, yeah, she she makes fun of me endlessly for that, but she also makes fun of me because she, so my girlfriend India works for uh, VaynerMedia, and she was previously tied with Gary Vaynerchuk for his show, and we always joke because we have a lot of What's cross overlap again? with friends. It's a catchy Instagram. Heartbread. Heartbread. Oh, yeah. yeah, two Heartbread. emojis. Shout Heartbread. And um, ah, there's just I want to do another Q and A video. Because every time I feature her on a vlog, everyone pokes fun at me because like they're just gonna sub because of India. Every vlog is better once India's in it, and that's the biggest change. Like I'm, I'm in love with this girl, and it's changed my life. And I'm staying in New York, and uh, I've never been this serious about someone. And she's that's a big change. She's a video. She's a video producer at Vayner, so it's just it's really it's a fun dynamic, and it's really funny when we create stuff together because she manages me pretty well and mm -hmm. ugh, I don't know that's that's a big change I that's something I should talk about more but it it it, it changes everything yeah you had a you had a really personal video on your channel about you were married or sorry you were engaged 
wants. I want to be putting words yeah, in your mouth. I was not <laughs> married. <laughs> you were, you were engaged. Praise <laughs> the Lord! I was not married Exclusives. to that girl. <laughs> no, but yeah, I think that's really really awesome that you can come out with share such personal content that is how people get so much more connected to you and it's and it may seem easy to do but stuff like that it's really hard to come out and be vulnerable vulnerable with on on the internet where anyone can come just make fun of you in the comments you know Mm -hmm. something that every youtuber works on every day is just not letting things get to them comments negativity other people's insecurities and that's true it's It's always we learn the hard way it's always it's always I've noticed hateful comments mm-hmm. are always rooted in either a, some sort of assumption that's not true or mm-hmm. some sort of misunderstanding, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, uh, negative feedback is very important when it comes from your, your tight circle, mm-hmm. your, your, your dozen friends and family, uh, because, you know, it's coming from a, a place of they want to help you and they, they love you. So yeah, ne- all, not all negative feedback, but... I'll tell you, I've, I've seen some stuff on YouTube and it is fun to poke fun and make kind of diss track videos, making fun of those comments. Cause <laughs> we all, we all get it. Have you gotten some stuff? Oh, have you gotten some hate? You got some drama? I, mean, up your I don't sleeve? have any Come drama, on. but I, I, for <laughs> sure, I want to get some drama. I wish someone would. No, I don't want to say that. I was going to say, I wish someone would assault me. Oh boy. I'm not trying to get assaulted. Like bait. <laughs> uh, Justin wants some drama. Let's start some fake beef after this. There's okay. no beef in the filmmaking community. We need to just start some. <laughs> Honestly, we're losing well, out. You, you, we're the you edit on Premiere, so that's that's some bull right there. Oh, yeah, Premiere versus Final Cut beef. I didn't even bring this up. You're a Final Cut user, right? Oh, All right yeah. I'm going to make a diss track uh, on you soon. Yeah, we, sh- we, sh- we, should, we should coordinate the publishing of our diss tracks Honestly. against each other. <laughs> but... um. Where can people find you if they want to get in touch with you? What's the best places to be following you online? Um, I would say Twitter. If you uh, if you talk to me on Twitter, I'll I'll tweet back. I don't, I don't care. I'm 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 down to earth. I'm just like a I'm like a friendly friendly guy on Twitter. On uh, on Instagram, I'll reply to messages. I I will not reply to uh, comments. Though. I don't think it's a weird I thing. I just it's like, like comments. Them. Yeah, I don't. I don't think comments really serve a purpose. I feel like everything should be like, I don't know. That's weird. Whatever. Um, yeah, Twitter. Twitter's good. I like Twitter. Uh, so I'll leave all of uh, Craig's Facebook. links in the description. You pretty much your name everywhere. So if you just Google Craig Adams, you'll probably be able to find you somewhere, right? Except Twitter. There's a shirtless guy who has at Craig Adams, uh, and I'm forever. He's my arch enemy. I'm going to I'm going to find him and uh <laughs> hack his phone. Oh yeah, your Cadams on there. <laughs> Cadams. But yeah, anyways, I'll leave all of Craig's links in the description for you guys to check out. And uh Craig, once again, thank you for coming on. I appreciate you taking the time. For sure, we'll have to grab lunch or something when I'm in New York or you're taking spontaneous trips or something. Yes, and it's it's o- Odisha. 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 Do people get it right every time no. or they mess up? Uh, I get I get all types of ones, but it's it's not bad. Odisha. Odisha. Welcome to the Justin Odisha. That's what people think. Odisha. I like that. That's easy. Yeah. yeah. Pe- people still comment Craig with a C, even though my channel is like yeah. Craig Adams. Yeah. So 
it's it's a it's a crazy world. But, All, right. Yeah. All right, thanks. Thank you guys this for listening. This was a blast. Thank you, Craig. Love it. And we'll see you guys in the next one.